the Lord be with you. And also with you. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
may we pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from God is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
join me in reading Psalm 22, verses 25 through 31, responsively with the antiphon. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Stand as you are able for the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Glory, Glory to, to you, O Lord. Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. 
He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch can bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Marsh, Spirit, Inquiry, Hymnody, Recollection, Patience, Life, Secularity, Rigor, and with your Spirit. We are a learning community, a teaching and learning community as as branches to vine. We are attached to way and truth and life, but also learning and virtue and piety and knowing and doing and being. Scour the walls and windows of this fine sanctuary to locate your favorite teacher here. We are learning and growing every day. Maybe it is Comenius or Alexander Graham Bell or, well, for many of us, Augustine of Hippo, he whose confessions and the city of God rooted us in that search for truth. Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in This week we celebrated, we feted the conclusion of a great form and life in teaching and research that happens at this time of year. This is a search for truth here and now. This year, each first Sunday, we have traced and characterized the Marsh Spirit and have used as a response to prayer a poem written by the 15 of Marsh Chapel, Robert Cummings Neville, and have been together learning and teaching. Yours, dear ones, dear one, is a spirit of inquiry. We are a singing community, qui cantat bis orat, one who sings, prays, Twice, look around you at the musicians in your midst. Well, some of them are living and breathing. Some of them, like Bach and Handel, Handel and Bach, are with us in spirit. We trust in the song to carry us where the word may fall short. So it's not only teaching and scripture and gospel and preaching and proclamation for you, but it is melody and diction and harmony, and chorus, and solo, and voice. 
Bach and Handel, well, early in April we listened to Bach, and later in April we listened to Handel, and what in between? Gospel, our inner strength gospel choir. Many of you know that the matriarchs of the church this year prepared before the April concert for the inner strength gospel choir a sumptuous feast, and Melvina and Cecilia and Sandra and Carolyn and all, they served those who were to be served. We know to sing when the Spirit says sing. We know to sing with all the saints of glory. We sing twice to pray together. Yours is a spirit of hymnody. Yours is a spirit of recollection. If I were to walk down the center aisle, those listening from afar can imagine that trek. Just a few steps, and I might point to the west, and there stands tall our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, his presence chosen for this construction in conic stained glass, who said, those who recommend slavery, he said, might try it for themselves. Now, we as a national community might want to imagine what it feels like to be bound hand and foot and tossed into the back of a van and carried, yes, to one stop, yes, to second, yes, to third, and yes, to fourth, and to have the life and breath taken from you. We are a community of recollection. We began this academic year with a fine program midweek on Ferguson, and three sermons through the fall on this issue of racial justice, and a celebrative moment on Martin Luther King Sunday, and the reading of Jesus and the Disinherited, and a summer series coming on the beloved community, and a blog that attempted to say, among other things, do you have an interest in this issue? Do you want to gain traction and open a space for harmony and racial justice, well then, if nothing else, in the first place, you will need to find a community of faith in which to find meaning and belonging and empowerment week by month by year. Otherwise, you will wash out and wash away. Yours is a a spirit of recollection. Yours is a spirit of patience of long-suffering. Now we'll just go up into the balcony. You can see from here, Daniel Marsh came to Boston University in 1926. There are some here today who remember him, who spoke with him. He wanted most to build a chapel, but following his arrival, there was a Great Depression. And following a Great Depression, there was a world war. And following a world war, there was a global inflation. And it was only 25 years later that this Gothic nave and Indiana limestone and beautiful stained glass and wood came to fruition. That's patience. Hupomone is the Greek word, long-suffering. This week we celebrated the conclusion of graduation of our Humphrey Scholars, as we do each year, named for Hubert Humphrey, a program established in 1978. The speech this year was by his niece. She spoke and reminded us of his voice. We could use a bit 
of his voice today, said Humphrey in 1948 in Philadelphia, regarding racial justice. He could have slid aside, but he said, no. No, there will be no hedging. There will be no hedging. We shall move from the long, dark shadow of states' rights into the bright, shining sunlight of human rights. Can you hear that? It's as apt today as 70 years ago, and there are some nine justices in Washington, D.C., in long black robes who might just want to remember Hubert Humphrey, who said this Minnesota Methodist, among other things, all people deserve health, education, employment, protection, and a gentle aging into adulthood. Oh, he could rant, too, so Humphrey. He could say of his opponents, "Uh, uh, oh, no, go slow, veto. But he was patient. He knew how to legislate. He knew how to coordinate. He knew how to gather and shape alternative structures so that the Medicare program he began to work on in the 40s finally 20 years later was written into law and he had in his heart perhaps from his grandfather itinerant Methodist minister a sense of the least as he said the last and the lost those at the dawn of life those in the twilight of life those in the shadows of life. This is your spirit, one of patience. Yours is a spirit of life like branches to vine. We hold on to way and truth and life, but also community and fellowship and conviviality. In the corner of our balcony, we have a window to James Bashford, president of Ohio Wesleyan, bishop in Korea, but his favorite title, Preacher in Ohio. I have stood next to his grave in Oak Grove Cemetery, Delaware, Ohio. He lived that kindness, that gentleness, that lively disposition of care that is your spirit. Our commencement speaker this year will be Meredith Vieira, and you know her from the Today Show, But we celebrate her in our family because apart from all of her public activity, she took time to send to my stepfather before his death a long letter. He was a great fan. A personal note, a photograph signed and autographed. Let me ask you something. Isn't there a letter you might like to send to someone today? Isn't there a visit you'd like to make today? Isn't there a check you'd like to write today, isn't there a way you can put yourself at someone else's disposal today? That is ministry. Ministry is service. Service is to put oneself at another's disposal. Your spirit is a spirit of life. Come downstairs with me for a minute. In the back corner, you're going to find yet another image. Your spirit is one of multiplicity of secularity, of variety, of diversity. Yours is a a secular spirit. And as branches to vine, we cling to waste, truth, and life. But we also cling to varied words. The voice of Abraham Heschel, the voice of Howard Thurman, the voice of Mahatma Gandhi, the voice of Anwar Sadat. There is 
a star of David placed here in this nave by Daniel Marsh. And the sanctuary was built, note it well, without a permanent cross. That was Daniel Marsh's early way of gathering your spirit, a spirit, a cosmopolitan spirit, a spirit of faith amenable to culture and culture amenable to faith, of a Christ not only against culture or inside culture, but transforming, transforming cultures so that the darkness will turn to the dawning and the dawning to noonday bright. This season we have celebrated the resurgence of our Hillel program under the fine leadership of the director, David Raphael. And this next Sunday, you will hear this, I believe, statements from across the religious globe. Even as two weeks from today, from this pulpit, you will hear the preaching of Cornell Brooks, our baccalaureate speaker, the president of the NAACP. Yours is a secular spirit. Yours is a rigorous spirit as well, a spirit of striving, moving on, striving on in the work that has not been done. We, like branches to vine, cling to way and to truth and to life. Far in the corner, the farthest from my reach, is a window devoted to the four chaplains, Protestant, Catholic, and Jewish, who in the midst of a naval conflagration in the Second World War gave up their life jackets together and so their lives together that four others might live. This past week their spirit in memory was continued by the voice of James Carroll here. You know James Carroll as a columnist for the Boston Globe, as a writer of fiction and of prose and of cultural critique, but we know him here as the Catholic chaplain at Boston University from 1968 to 1974. And he brought us a a memory, those who were here that Saturday evening in May of 2010 and heard his voice to the class of 1970, will recall his pastoral sensitivity, his pastoral ability, that connection across differences, not to be stymied by the petty narcissism of small religious difference. But as he concluded in peroration, together across the globe to bend the knee at the altar of the divine presence, which is compassionate love, compassionate love, compassionate love. Yours is a spirit, Marsh Chapel, of rigor. As we go forward into this new season in the spirit of Easter too. Let us recall the words of 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and one who loves is born of God and knows God. One who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, God's love was revealed to us, that he gave to us his Son, that we might live through him. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God's love abides in us and God's love is made whole in us. Marsh spirit, et cum spiritu tuo, inquiry, hymnody, recollection, patience, life, 
secularity, rigor, awe. Please be seated. We welcome you once again here to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing those along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. We note as we move to the time of communion in our service that there are notes about communion and healing prayer stations to be found a few pages in from the back of your bulletin. We encourage you to take note of those. Next week is This I Believe Sunday. We will have four speakers who are graduating this May from Boston University talking about their spiritual journeys while here at BU. We hope you'll join us for that and stay after for a reception for the Reverend Liz Douglas, who is moving on in life and ministry uh, after her year here, uh, seven years here at Marsh Chapel. We'll be celebrating her uh, next Sunday following the service. And then, of course, baccalaureate the Sunday following 11 o'clock here in the nave of Marsh Chapel. We do hope you will be with us. As the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering, we encourage you to meditate on Benjamin Britten's festival Te Deum. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Now bless these gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In baptism we died with Christ so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive this new life as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Holy and eternal God, give our lives and grace. We have sinned against you and against our neighbor. In what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, Die for us, forgive us all that is past, and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who in great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those with heartfelt repentance and true faith, turn to Him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and forgive you for all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. We give you thanks and praise for the gospel we have received. Christ died for our sins. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Death comes to all through Adam, and sin reigns for a time. New life without end comes through Christ, and he reigns forever. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Death is swallowed up in victory, the victory you gave us in Christ. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We have been crucified with Christ and live his risen life to praise you forever with angels and archangels.
Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He blessed it, broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has And so, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people, and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we, in the company of all the saints, may praise and glorify you forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom, with whom, and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in our bread.
Let us pray. Eternal God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life, grant us to walk in his way, to rejoice in his truth, and to share his risen life, who is alive and reigns now and forever. O Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, the fever of life is over, and our work is done. Then on thy mercy grant us a safe rest, happy lodging, peace at the last, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.